All right, welcome to Daddy Home, the only show where I'm hosting it. I'm Justin Jones. This is episode 33. It's a really special episode. Before we get into all the good stuff, I just want to say Kiki Lee, I hope you feel better. She's at home with a bad case of diarrhea. Um, I just want to say we wish you well in your recovery, and hopefully you'll be back for the next episode. But please just relax and um, drink lots of fluids because that helps... You know, so you don't get dehydrated from diarrhea. Whoa. With that, hey, <laughs> let's go right into it. We have a very special guest. A great guy who I've met uh, through the comedy scene here in Maryland. Uh, kind of an up-and-coming budding star. I could I could say that. Sure, why not? He is. Uh, Jeff King. Hey, Jeff. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, Justin? Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being on the show. I know it's kind of last minute. Kiki dealing with her diarrhea situation. It's horrible. Um, but we couldn't have her in studio with that. It would just smell up the place. And um, she could she wouldn't really be able to focus on the topics at hand. So I knew like I could find someone with great talent and great education. And that was you. You are that man that I found. It's a lot of pressure, but thank you for uh, thank you for the confidence. And I took my emodium this morning. Good, so no diarrhea issues. That's right, stopped up. Good, that is great news. So, um, I have a lot of listeners from around the world. This is kind of like your introduction to the listeners of our show. Um, you are a stand-up comedian living here in Baltimore, Maryland. We'll say pretty much Baltimore. Uh, how did you get started in comedy? I. Started the way that a lot of people start, uh, open mic at Sidebar, as a matter of fact, which I know you wow. uh, you yeah. certainly, you helped start that mic back, way back when, not oh. way back when, but no, you know, yeah, well, it was. in comedy terms a long time. I started doing open mics in April of 2019 and just, with COVID being the exception, never really stopped. Just, yeah. uh, I go as much as I can, uh, as, try to get five, six sets in a week and just... You know, I write a lot. I try to rewrite a lot. You know, just kind of, I feel like the way I do it is pretty standard for Baltimore comedy. Just do the mics and try to get on shows. And yeah. when you get on shows, try not to suck. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how it, how it works for most people uh, that are committed. I mean, some people will just sort of like pop in and pop out here and there and do other people's jokes, I guess, and kind of... Mm. The first part I'm okay with, the second part not so much, obviously. No, no, I hate it's that It's like shit. a cover. If you're saying somebody's joke, you got to let people know, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. It's like you're in a cover band, but you're a cover comic. Kinda. Right, yeah. I yeah. don't know why you'd want to do that. But. No, it's stupid. Uh, what, I guess, why did you even want to do comedy? Like, uh, like, I mean, you're like an attractive guy. <laughs> you got a lot going on. Like, why would you want to just do stand-up comedy uh well thank you first off i don't think i'm that attractive i don't think i'm a conventional hot guy but you are well i appreciate that i, I but um I, I mean i always enjoyed stand-up comedy i was like watching you know the old dave Chappelle specials back mm. in the early 2000s uh my dad put me on to the old man comedy from like the 70s and 80s certainly like carlin and Dennis Miller, stuff like that. And like Red Fox, I think he was around back yeah, then. Yeah, some certainly. Uh like Richard Pryor. Yeah. So, and, you know, just kind of coming up. And like in the Dolomite, 90s. I think. Dolomite. <laughs> Rudy Raymore. He was doing comedy back then. Right, yeah. But also, you know, like the eighties and nineties. Because I grew up in you know, I was born in eighty five. So what? when I was uh No, no, know, wait, 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 wait. That means you're like thirty about to be thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah. 
You don't look that at all. I thought you were like 22. <laughs> With my gray hair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were a young guy. <laughs> I wish, You're man. A silver fox. Ugh. I'm feeling it now. But, uh, wow. you know, like I would watch a lot of Comedy Central. So, you know, Premium Blend, um, all the specials they would have there. So, yeah, I kind of am in that generation that got exposed to a lot of comedy through SNL and stuff, certainly. Yeah, and like Patton Oswalt, I guess, yeah. stuff and like then, that. And then certainly like in the 2000s, you know, the comedy explosion that happened around 05 to 2010. I guess I don't remember that. I mean, like Opie and Anthony, you know, Bill Burr coming up. Uh, Louis Joe C. Rogan. I, I was never a big Rogan. F- I always thought of Joe Rogan as the guy from Fear Factor. Yeah, me too. Which it, I think a lot of people do, because he is... Yeah, I mean that's how I that in the Man Show. I think he was on the Man Show with that's right. Uh, he was on like the Doug second Stanhope. generation because yeah. it was like Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and they all that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great show. And then it was Doug Stanhope and right, Joe yeah. Rogan, which is mm-hmm. so weird. I know that's interesting because like I always thought it because like my introduction to Adam Carolla was Loveline. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, yeah. We would always listen to that on HFS at night. I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, so I thought of him as like the advice guy. And so it kind of made sense that he would be on a show like The Man Show, which it sort I mean, it was deeply misogynist, of course, yeah. but it was kind of set up like kind of self helpy at times. Yeah. In, in a weird way. It was. It was really erotic, too. I would like jerk off to it sometimes. <laughs> With like, the, the trampolines. Yeah. Uh, I just like the, the way the, the fox. The juggies or whatever they called the those juggies, girls. Yeah. yeah. That show would not fly in 2021. Oh, God. It barely flew in 2000. I yeah. mean, like, my friends in high school were really annoyed by Because I, I was into, like, ska and punk at that time. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, because, like, we'd go see Fugazi every summer at Fort oh, Reno and all that. Because I grew up yeah. in Rockville. So that was. You know, just on the red lines, yeah. so you go down to Tenley Town, see these free uh, Discord record shows. So, needless to say, things like the Man Show and punk rock that didn't uh, that didn't yeah. vibe well together because punk is very egalitarian, you know, very geared yeah. towards that. Uh, you know, obviously, so so jokes like that in the early two thousands and that scene that wasn't going to go at all. No, not at all. Was, yeah. A lot of strong opinions in the punk sure. scene. I just uh, thought the way that the fox opened his throat to chug those beers on the man <laughs> show was was really impressive. It was great. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that show. And uh, there was I, a lot on Comedy Central. Yeah, they did some crazy stuff. It was. Just, I was a big Kids in the Hall fan too. Yeah, that Kids was in the Hall. Great, great series. Really funny. Great writing. I was a huge fan of that show too. I still am. I go on YouTube and like look mm-hmm. up clips from that show, and I still laugh really hard. So I didn't realize you were into like punk and ska. It's awesome. Actually, I'm a huge fan of punk and ska. Oh yeah. I'm all into that whole scene. I used to have like a mohawk when I was younger. And mm-hmm. I would go see bands like the Meat Men and Nice. Like, all those fucking I'm trying bands. To think of like I think the cool like the coolest old school artist I got to see was uh, Iggy Pop about twenty years ago now. That's at, pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, at the nine thirty club. Ah, that must have been fun. It was fun. Because I was a big Stooges fan and a lot of his solo work is really good. So, yeah, it was really fun to see him. And he, for a guy who did all those drugs in the 70s, he's yeah. in really good shape. Because I think he, uh, for as much as he did, I think he still worked out and tried to eat right. So, yeah, you know, you can very see, healthy. like, in his mid-70s, he's still pretty spry. Yeah. It's good to see. Yeah, I guess he is in his mid-70s now. Oh, yeah, he did some uh, recording crazy. of, uh, I think it was William Butler Yates, uh, What's the poem? the The big one, the the center cannot oh, hold I don't one. Know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not well. We, this is a comedy podcast. We don't know what we're talking I ain't about. Well educated, but it's cool. Yeah, me neither. I just know it from YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, but that's. I mean, that's amazing. Like, uh, 
that he's even still alive, honestly, to me is amazing. But that's cool you got to see him in concert. I don't think he's touring much anymore. No, not really. I mean, you get to that age, I guess, and with COVID and everything, it's probably not a good time to get on tour. And I'm hoping to see the other guy from that famous scene in Coffee and Cigarettes. I'd love to see Tom Waits if he ever does a show. I I would travel just about anywhere to see that guy. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what he's up to nowadays. Hmm. He acts a lot, Tom Waits. Does he? Yeah, he's I, I didn't in, know uh, that. I think he's going to be in the new um, Wachowski movie. It's in some, he's in some... No, not that. That's The Matrix. He's in some new movie okay. I should know about. Hmm... Is it like a new Marvel movie, maybe? No, like I don't, I don't Avengers? think. I don't think it's one of those. I don't watch comic book movies. I'm not cool like uh, that. So, it, so he could possibly be in it. You just don't know about it, right? Yeah, I, I feel like I would hear about it somehow if Tom Waits was going to do it. I feel like yeah. that would just somehow find its way onto my news feed. Yeah, probably. I mean, that whole ag- algorithm on mm-hmm. Facebook would figure that out for you. Um, gosh, there's so many questions I have for you when we have such little time. Uh, you're this actually. I wrote this question for another comedian who I thought was going to be here today, but for whatever reason, he's not here, and that's okay. He's you know, he's important. Um, do you you've been doing comedy for about two years? Have you had have you met people and they were like really fun, really good people, and then they just sort of like disappeared? Have you all noticed? the time? Yeah, I noticed that you kind of see sort of these cycles after a while, right? Like, yeah, over the over a couple months, someone will show up get really into it and then kind of burn out. I've kind of, usually there's like three or four months. I kind of feel like if someone enjoys it, they're going to do it for a while. And then they start seeing the, uh, you know, the, the grind starts taking its toll. You got to go to the same mics a lot. You got to show up, wait for a while to go. certainly like it, at some of the clubs with a lot of stand up comics, you gotta, you gotta wait in line. I mean, that's how it, even still, like I hosted some uh, some of the local clubs around here, I, I still got to go up at two a.m. once in a while, and I hate it, and it gets me butthurt. But I feel like it also <laughs> keeps me honest a little bit. Like if I ever feel like I'm getting too much of an ego or yeah. too much of a, that's a good reminder. Hey, you're new. You are still you're still figuring this thing out. Still figuring out what it's like to be on stage and how to get people to like you. It's very humbling in some ways. Like and you it's can't good. get a big fucking ego. It's good. You don't want, and I, I wouldn't want to have one because I feel like no, that for no. what I'm trying to do, that would take away, that would detract because I, part of what I think is funny is being a little humble, being a little not full of yourself. So yeah, it's, it's hard to, for me, it's hard to like someone who really thinks too highly of themselves. So I wouldn't want to be that. No, I that agree. I hate, I really, there are certain not that I perform very much anymore, but there were certain mics like I wouldn't go to because the person running it to me was I couldn't deal with their ego or just their attitude in general. And I was like, no, I'm not going to that show. I don't care. Right. It's not worth it. Like, what's the, really what's the upside? Because also, like, it puts me in a bad mood. And I'm going to go. I'm not going to perform my best if I'm feeling like if I'm, my mind's not in the right, you know, I'm not, if I'm not in the right state of mind, I'm not going to do well. Right. And that's going to make it even worse. I'm going to be more angry. And right. Like, and and anger comes out a lot on stage. To me, I think what's yeah. really funny is it comes from actually like repressing that sort of stuff. Like you can uh, be angry. Yeah. But if you come off as angry, it's going to scare people. Yeah. Whereas if you can write angry, but you don't want to perform angry. Does that make sense? Like, it does. Write yeah. angry shit, but say it with a smile. That, that work. I mean, I feel like that. 
it's worked for me and I see it work for a lot of other people where you can tell what they're writing. They're writing something that they're passionate about, that they truly right. care about, but they know how to perform it in a way that's accessible to other people, relatable to other people. And yeah. I think that's what's, I mean, it's not just comedy. I think that's, that's for any kind of public speaking or performing. There has to be a little bit of a barrier up between you and your true, I mean, you want to let your true stuff out, but yeah. filtered. Right, you don't want it to just be a rant because that'll right. freak people out most of the time. And it's probably not going to be funny if you're just ranting. It's no, not, you're not not intentionally. To, right. I mean, it might be funny seeing someone on stage like have a meltdown, but you're not. I don't know. You're not following like a certain formula that you kind of need when joke writing. You're just right. kind of like yelling and being angry, and you got to do the cadence. I mean, it's weird and yeah. it sounds kind of fake to say it, but you have to phrase it and. Uh, you know, say things in a way that people are going to hear. You know, like if if you're just ranting and ranting and ranting and not breaking up what you say, people are people are barely going to be able to follow along, much less want to laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen is people are just going to leave. Like, yeah, and that <laughs> pisses me off even more because then, like, especially at an open mic, like you're struggling hard to get people to watch a show. Then you have someone who's such an asshole and just fucking angry and yelling, and then people are like, "What am I doing here?" Right. leave and then all the other comics are like what the fuck man you ruined the show for everybody it's just very off-putting i went to a mic up in uh delaware a mic i really like going to because it's just i like you know I, I like not doing the same rooms every night even well, yeah. if it's just open mics it's just good to get out there go to a different stage be in front of different people but there was this guy who i think he's a new open micer but he was very <laughs> he was drunk but in that like kind of scary way oh that's not good yeah like where you're just sitting at the bar trying to get ready and he wants to come up and talk to you and be all boisterous Ugh. and so i could already tell oh, when this guy gets on stage it's gonna be mm, it's not gonna be fun to watch and he just went up there and was angry and bitter and the people who own the bar were saying get the fuck out of here we're sick of you i'm like that's, yeah uh, it, that's who you really don't want to annoy the people who work there that's oh yeah that's the worst thing you can do oh yeah and also like uh why i don't know he was he was drunk so obviously he didn't totally understand how he was acting i'm guessing but no one wants to be your friend no, no one's gonna help you at all if you act like that you see that a lot and, and just it's I know. you see that everywhere but sir i think stand-up comedy attracts that kind of person a little bit more than some other uh occupations or hobbies right yeah i think because much people more want so attention than like even like improv comedy not that i'm a fan of improv or or do it but i imagine they're not as like they're not getting drunk at the bar or whatever like before their improv shows right yeah it's I mean, a different kind of the, the stereotype is that improvers are kind of more put-together, functional people, and stand-ups are kind of more uh, loose cannons and, and yeah. eccentrics, which, I, I don't guess know. what attracted me to the stand-up? I mean, I'm a yeah. bit of an eccentric. We're all a little eccentric to do yeah. this. It's it's like the old Catch-22 thing. You can be too crazy to do it, but you have to be crazy to do it in the first place. Oh, wow. That's a really good uh I was I, just, I read that this year again. That's awesome. <laughs> I I like the attitude in it. Yeah, that was really good. That was no, that is from the book Catch Twenty Two. Well, the whole in the book Catch Twenty Two, the the rule Catch Twenty Two is that this it takes place in World War Two. He's a bomber. He's a bombardier flying over uh, these targets, very dangerous. Yeah, and the guy's sick of doing it, so he says, "How do I get off active flight status?" And the surgeon says, "You have to be mentally ill." Uh. And then he says, "Oh, that's great. Can you put me in for uh, you know, put me in for a." Uh, like a 
recommendation to get off flight <laughs> status. He says, well, no, because that would be the act of a rational, insane person. So because of that, you have to be crazy to get grounded, but you also have to be sane to request to be grounded for being crazy. Wow. Yeah. So it's this huge institutional mindfuck. I think I was supposed to read that book in high school. I think it makes I, more sense as an adult. I never did read it. I might have read like the first chapter. And it, I don't know. I think it makes more sense once you've lived a little bit and you've basically dealt with situations like that. Not just like certainly you don't have to be in the military, but just about any institution or anyone you work for is going to put you through something like that. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that was what the book was about. I'm going to have to go to a library and check it yeah. out or I recommend get books it to on anybody. tape or something. It, yeah, it's a good one. And there's also some good uh, movie adaptations. One with uh, the late Charles Grodin, who just recently oh, passed yeah. away. Yeah. He Charles plays Grodin. a really evil character in it. Too. I think his, his daughter does comedy, actually. Oh, yeah. I think he did some... St- I don't know if he did stand-up, but he was... Kind of like an early podcaster, almost like wow. when he was on CNBC, he would really, he would really talk some shit. I, I like Charles Grodin. I yeah. finally watched Midnight Run. I don't know if you ever saw that with uh, him and Robert De Niro. No, yeah, and he plays like the criminal, and they got to get him. Yeah, he's like a white collar criminal, yeah, but like yeah, a yeah. fundamentally good. It's kind of interesting because it's like almost an early Omar character, like totally different, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like just as far as like someone who technically is a criminal but once you get to know the character you see how moral they are and like yeah how much of uh how much of a code they have an ethical code they have and operate by yeah i've been actually been meaning to watch that it's movie a for good years. one yeah i like midnight cowboy oh yeah i've seen that that's the one with uh john voight yes and he's like uh the male and, prostitute yeah and dustin hoffman that movie's so awesome i know it's trippy as fuck it too. is it really i didn't realize it was going to be so it came out in like 1969, yeah. I think. Best it picture, is very trippy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack, too, right? It's got yeah. that Harry Nilsson song. Every, everybody's talking at me. Talking I listen to that one once me. a day. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And it's got like a lot of like sexual stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, that, that era yeah. of filmmaking. I, I'm a I'm a nerd, so I love 60s and 70s movies. You know, oh, like that's awesome. Shot. Yeah. That's great, actually. Wow. You and I have a lot in common. I, too, like 60s and 70s stuff. I've noticed that with a lot of the people who hang out at, like, Magoobies and Wits. There's a lot of old souls. Like, you hear a lot of soul music getting played there. And a lot of the people I hang out with talk. Like, people that are even younger than I am, like, in their 20s talking about, like, we'll talk about, like, Motown or uh, soul or psychedelic from that era. It's a pretty interesting mix of people that hang out at the Wits End Saloon. Uh, in Timonium, Maryland, right next door to Magoobie's Joke House, um, for the open mics on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> uh, some some really fun people to hang out with, a few people that are kind of obnoxious and you don't really want to be around. But for the most part, it's a good scene. I really like it. Um, in general, it's what I like about comedy. You meet people that are just into the stuff you're into and have that same passion for movies or music or certainly comedy. Yeah. Good. I mean, I, I've, I'm starting to realize that more and more the more I talk to comics, a lot of times I would just do like open mics and just kind of like stay to myself and kind of be aloof, I guess. And that's how I try to be before the set. You know, I try to, yeah, I try like, I've noticed when I'm really affable and like party and having a good old time, I don't have as good of a set, but if I'm a little more reserved, kind of yeah. just be like, all right, this is time to get ready and focus. Then I do it. Then afterwards you hang out. I, I've kind of, I've always been that way just for anything. Like, 
when I was younger and played sports, I would. Uh, you played sports? I played rugby, so it's like not a real Shut sport. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, that's the realest of sports. That's a tough ass sport. That's true, but it's not one you have to try out for. So it's Just, like a club sport. It doesn't have the. It has like the on field element, but you don't have the locker room like elitism that you would on a football team, which is what I like true. about that. Yeah. Do you know Eric Woodworth? Well, you know him, yeah, obviously. Yeah, he was a huge rugby player. I did know that. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen... He won like a national championship. That's awesome. Yeah, he was on ESPN3 or one of those stations. Like They actually showed his team... He looks like he could fuck somebody up. Yeah, he's a big I mean, dude. he's a gentle giant, but like... You don't you want know, to make him mad. Yeah, on the pitch? No, no. I feel like he could throw a really nice stiff arm. Yeah, I don't know what any of that is, but I'm a yeah, I'm agree. Yeah, definitely, yeah. he's good at stiff arming people. He just yeah, he's 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 got the build for it. You he's know? a yeah, he's husky. He's a big husky dude. Yeah, uh, who likes to show off his body. That's strangely good. Strangely enough, he's, he's he likes, feeling himself. Do you ever go to his murder mystery shows? I haven't. No, man. He at at some point he always takes off his shirt, and like usually like his pants will come down. Mm. He's very, very much into showing off his body. That's good. It's body positivity, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think about that. But nowadays, we should embrace that and like say, hey, it's okay. I don't think the world's ready for this sweater that I got on under my t-shirt. No, and there's no need to do that. You're not performing in like a a theater-like type show, a murder mystery. You don't need to show off here. I don't get... I mean, I don't recall uh, Tim Curry doing that in Clue, but hey, you know? Maybe... It might have been in one of the, like... Uh, Sequels. Yeah, or, like, deleted footage. Yeah, he just rips his shirt off, waves it over his head. Well, don't judge me, but I've never actually seen that movie. It's a good one. Everyone says that, and I just can't... I just haven't been able to sit down and watch it. All three versions of it. There, oh, yeah, that's right. I think there were. I think I've only seen the 80s version with uh, Michael McKeon, but... Uh... No, they actually... I remember when they came out, they made three different versions for the theaters. Oh, there's like, like a, oh, wow. an A version, a B version, and a C version. That's cool. Yeah, that was really like clever marketing. Right, yeah. And it was a different ending in each one. That was like those choose your own adventure books. Back <laughs> exactly. In the day. Those were cool. That's exactly, I think, what they were going for. Kind of like Latin making money, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's the uh, supreme goal of any uh, business. So, not to get off topic, but no something a little bit different here. I was talking to a uh, comedian. Uh, Liz Savage. Do you know her? Yeah. Uh, we were just on a benefit show last weekend, as a matter of fact. Wait, what show was For, it? For uh, PB Abate. It's a uh, veterans organization oh. that does like retreats, different trips. Basically, it's it's one of those organizations where you come to them with an idea for a trip and they decide if they're going to do it. So it's very decentralized, oh. but they have like kind of a location they go to to run trips out of in Montana. So Whoa. we did a, a show raising money for them. Uh, Kim McVicker headlined. I don't think I know Kim. She's uh she's out of L.A. She's oh, so special, she's like a yeah, she's like a real comic. Wow, who tours and has a special and everything. Kim McVicker. Yep. Hmm. There's so many real comedians. I know. Big yeah. headlining. Way way bit way realer than us. Yeah. Than we. Excuse me. So was it just the three of you on the show? No, there were a few others. Uh, a few other local comics. Dwayne White. I don't know if you know him. He's been over at Magoobies. Uh, he's, What's his name? Dwayne White, he runs an open mic in Woodbridge and a couple shows down there at the no. Electric Palm. I don't know. No. Eh, there's it's it's a big scene, but uh cool. he was there, a couple DC comics. And these were all like military vets and not stuff. Not all. Uh let's see. Dwayne is Liz is not she's, in she's the, her husband's, her husband's in the, mili- in the military. Yeah. It's not the same. 
No, it's still different. I mean, it's close. It's adjacent, but uh, it's not like being in the Anwar shit. Fikri. I don't know if you know him. He was on it. Anwar Freaky. Anwar Fikri. Anwar, Anwar Freaky. It sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, he comes. He it sounds comes up this way. Kind of like Arabic, maybe. He's or Muslim. Uh, Moroccan. Moroccan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he was an Air Force vet. Uh, cool. So yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a good show. It was weird because. Like, I didn't know what the show was going to be like. I kind of thought it was going to be more veterans as opposed right. to people that are still in the military and still very much, whoa, like, you know, haven't, haven't quite gotten burned out to my level yet. No. So I had to, I had to temper my, uh, my usual out there wild stuff that I would say. It's like, these guys don't need to hear this yet. Did you wait five years? Then you'll be crazy like I am. Aren't you doing a show with, um, other people who are, uh, physically able, like you mean, I'm trying to be PC. Oh, you mean crippled? Yeah, crippled, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like crippled, right. The crippled comedy tour, the uh, handicapable comedy show at, at Motorhouse on October 30th. That's right. So oh, it's, we should uh, plug that definitely. Yeah, it's, that's right. Uh, it's put together by uh, Proc, I believe. Who was Proc? He's like a wrestler, ex Proc. No, 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 no. That's I think we're thinking of somebody else. Oh. We should have probably thought of this before the show. No, it's fine. I'm, it doesn't matter, but I just wanted to get that in there because I know there's a lot of like handicap able people that are going to be on the show, like uh, Robert, Robert uh, Florio. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen him perform? I haven't. No. Oh boy, are you in for a treat, <laughs> man? I did a I did a contest at the Baltimore Comedy Factory, like I don't know, a decade ago, and he went up before me, <laughs> and he's like in a wheelchair he has very limited movement he you know he like has to blow in a straw to like move his wheelchair and he has nurses and stuff that are with him all the time oh wow yeah so man did he was that a buzz killer for the crowd oh yeah as he like I mean, he couldn't go on stage like he had to roll like in front of the stage right he's in a power chair i guess yeah it was it wasn't good it was, oh, yeah. I've done shows with him before. I, I like him as a person, but as a comic, I don't. I don't think it's a good thing f- for him. Like, I don't think he'll succeed very well in it. Like, I don't see him. I mean, it's fine. Anyone can do comedy, but I don't think he's going to become like a superstar or anything. Right. If that's what he's looking for. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's something I have to think about because I have a pretty obvious disability for those. You know, for people yeah, you've who've never seen you're me. You're foresighted. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> got one of these and i'm pretty uh i'm not gonna wear long pants so people are gonna see it because i'm lazy yeah that's the real reason because no you want to you want people to know come on i mean not really i mean i kind of have to but it's you know it really is uh it's a convenience thing because you know i gotta make adjustments all the time is it harder to wear yeah i guess it is and it's you know it's it's like you gotta the way that they work, this is this is the informational portion because I I hate being a comic that uh, tells people what their life is like. But you know, I, I realize this is something people see and make assumptions about, and it's twenty twenty one. I have to respect people's stupid bullshit. I don't want to. I I really don't. But no. you know, but you know, I like to. You know, people have their questions, so I guess I got to answer them. It's kind of like you don't have to. You can just be like, "Fuck off." I mean, I I don't want to though. I don't. Hey, fuck I, don't I fought in a war. Know. Leave no, me alone. I don't want to be that. Fucking... Because once again, this that's how everybody else is. Everyone's like, yeah. "This is my life," and you have to respect it. I'm not asking you to respect it. I just don't want to have to respect you. You know what I mean? It, yeah. That's that's that's, that's the how it great should be. Compromise. But you know, 
realistically, having to put these things on, you don't want to have to put your pants. It's like putting no. your pants on over your shoes. I'm not going to do that. It so. does. Yeah, I guess it it's just be. a lot easier. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, unless you had like pants that were like velcroy. I guess like. Yeah, I guess I could. But like, where do you get those? You know, I don't know. It's eBay. Right, right. So yeah. you know, I have I have to accept that people are going to see it and have questions. Wow, that's I be... answer them half the time. You know, it just depends. Depends on the mood. Also, I'm thinking about the Motorhouse. It's in a pretty like crappy part of town. I think uh, not Maybe the it's worst. It's on North Avenue, North and Howard. Well, it used to be a lot worse. I don't know. I don't mess with that area too much anymore. But like, well, like, you know what? It is getting built up pretty much now. The city is investing more money into it. It right. used to be terrible. Like a lot of drug addicts, drug dealers, violence, uh, gay sex. All Love kinds of stuff. Sex. It just, yeah, it was wild. Like violent gay sex, not oh, gentle. No. Oh, so like just not just like spit lube and yeah, it was aggressive. In. Like lie down on the ground. I'm gonna put my penis in your butt. Lie down right now. That's like, rough, man. I don't know about yeah. all that. That's, I prefer on the concrete. Oof. No, at least put a blanket down or something. Yeah, or do that's, it in the, that's in the gentle. grass. That's nice. It wasn't like that back in you know back a few years ago. It was rough back there. I know. Now it's kindler. Kinder, gentler, gay butt sex, sex yes. butt sex, gay sex. As we, this 2021, we have to say gay sex. We can't say butt sex. You can't anymore. say butt sex. Why not? I think that's been canceled. Just I thought butt sex was more inclusive and you know all gay. encompassing. Because yeah, if you're gay, that's sort of like it's not letting it sort of like accept everybody. You're just okay. you're just you're saying gay for like one type of person. Yeah, because if you're gender fluid, right? And you're exactly. Anal sex. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. That's my fault. I just feel like uh, butt fun should be the the all encompassing, uh, all inclusive term or of like the an, day. Anal play, I guess, butt play, ass play, ass play, ass play, classic. You know, but does that get confused with like Aspergers? I don't know. I gotta be careful. I just want to be careful. Oh, Aspergers is way canceled. That dude was a Nazi. Yeah, that dude was bad. I, yeah, I heard about that. The guy who came up with it was like a. It would was be. a Nazi, right? He was a I German mean, Nazis. If there was one thing they were good at, was classifying people they didn't like. Yes, absolutely. They have a my whole ass book would have been it. on a train. Oh yeah, my I I know I had ancestors or relatives that were definitely get put in gas chambers. I know for a fact. Me being Jewish, I, in case you didn't know, I'm Jewish, one hundred percent Jewish, full blooded. Definitely lost some family to yeah. the Holocaust. Huh, anyway, I think all mine was here. Fortunately. Anyway, do you have any advice for comics? Yes, <laughs> Holocaust jokes all the time. Raise I money. Sorry, I depress people. No, I was just I'm joking. Don't be like me. Don't bum people out. So advice for comics. Uh, don't be what? Don't run the light, I guess? Uh, Yeah, right. Nobody ever takes that one. <laughs> when I, At Nottingham's, when I host there in Columbia, Maryland. Oh, yeah. I know. That's a, that's a planned community. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. It's actually... Uh, and the guy who put it together is actually... Ed Norton's grandfather. That's right. Yeah. Edward I grew up in Columbia. Oh, you're from, like a lot of comics, but uh, <laughs> that's a place where people go just to run the light because, you know, nobody respects me, which I get. I understand. I, I would run the light on me. I'm I'm fucking slow. I'm crippled. I'm not going to catch you. But um, no, I guess advice would be don't expect a lot. I mean, just expect, the one thing you can expect is you're going to, you're going to be frustrated. Yep. You're, you're going to have those shows that, you think are going to be good and they don't go well. They don't go your way. People are going to talk about you behind your back. There's that. Oh, man. I'm sure people say some wild shit about me. No, but... they always say, they're always like, oh, Jeff King. Oh, they want the legs. That's pretty much what they say. I'm sure that. 
I, I mean, That's there's it. so much more they could focus on. Like, what about my rotten attitude and, and horrible no, beliefs? That never comes up at all. It's I know. Always, it's the it's, perfect thing to hide behind. It's the one, the guy with the legs, you know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Because if people stopped and listened to what I was saying, they'd be like, oh, you mean the psychotic? No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. exactly. You mean the guy? No, I'm not. I don't want to have that reputation. But really, just you have to be nice to people, but not, you can't expect people to be nice back to you, which right. sucks. You know, I would love that, but it's not that kind of a world. So just be be polite, but kind of keep your distance sometimes, because especially once you start hosting shows and mm-hmm. hosting mics, you're going to get you're going to get hit up by newer comics than you asking for advice. And I don't know how to handle that sometimes, yeah. because what works for you isn't going to work for me and vice versa. So that's a good point. Yeah, everyone's different. So I don't how know how to even give advice. Yeah. People are going to be have certain prejudices, just regardless. Like depending, you know, some people might hate black people, and they're running a show, and they don't like black people, so they might treat you differently than they would like an Indian person that they like. Right, and you know what I mean. Like, there's going to be stuff like that to deal with, and it's hard. I mean, yeah, you're right with giving advice. That's true. Actually, I didn't think about that, but everyone's different, and people need different sort of like approaches. Right, and, and people they certainly ask me for like feedback on hey how do you think this joke went and, and i i have to be honest where it's you know i'm interested and i watch everyone's set if wow. i met them i'm not everybody but i yeah. sit i usually try not to be that person who just does their set and then bounces i try to watch a few sets try to support my my fellow comics because i appreciate when they do it for me so you know it's just part a big part of it is you have to be a good as my dad would say a good citizen like yeah you can't just be acting completely selfish, even though it's an inherently narcissistic thing to do to get on stage and have people like you. It's a weird thing that we're trying to do. So yeah, it is. how do you be weird and egotistical, but also responsible? It's a lot to balance. And I think it's, it's tough for anybody. I think some people need to take, like you said earlier, some people kind of come in and out Yeah, because it's a hard thing to do day in, day out for years because it does take a lot out of you. You're, you're, giving parts of yourself to an audience yeah and, and if they don't people what you think and, and if they, they don't, don't like, like it, it then it does hurt yeah it can really fuck you up especially like if you don't take your meds like if i don't take my medication on a day or whatever and then i do a set and i do really poorly which is most of the time uh like i feel like extra sad and like yeah. and then like homicidal oh yeah that's that's what video games are for you know i just take it out on yep. people and uh for Red Dead. Oh, Red Dead. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, because I like to, you know, I like to, I like to kill people, but also look sharp and well dressed yeah. while I'm doing it. But that's what I'm talking. I guess about. another piece of advice would be, if you're using this for therapy, do something else. Oh, I hate that when people are like, "This is my therapy." It's like, ugh. That means you're you're basically making me your therapist. I didn't I didn't take a yeah. certification for this. Like, like that's that. a lot of responsibility. So I mean, it's just. It's good to do it as a creative outlet, not yeah. so much for actual therapy because... Yeah, don't do it for therapy. When you're talking with therapists, they kind of have a professional obligation to not judge you unless it's for something <laughs> really fucked up, like yeah. being a Maryland fan in this yeah. day and age. Sorry. Coming from an Ohio State fan. Oh, yeah. I get exactly. that. No, yeah. but, um, you know, like, this is... This isn't your therapy time because that's putting Uh an unfair burden on someone who has to listen to you because nobody wants to be, nobody wants to sit and have their problems dumped on them. So, you know, it's. Well, actually, yes, I do. That's the only reason why I would run an open mic nowadays is to have people dump their pathetic, non-important problems on But you have to accept that it's going to happen too, which is not always the worst, but 
you know, it's also one of those things that I try, I have to deal with being the host because people are going to, they're going to come to you specifically with their questions because they expect you to be sort of professional, which is, I don't know why you'd ever expect that from me, but yeah, that's the, that's the role you get thrust into. It's funny. Thrust. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Gay thrusting. Exactly. That's right. I don't know why. Wait, all inclusive butt thrusting. All that's right. inclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. get so fucking canceled. Sorry. Don't. No, you can't get canceled. You, um, you were in a war. You lost your legs. No po- one's going to cancel you. That's true. At least it was for Obama. If I'd been fighting for Bush, I'd be so canceled right yeah. now. Or Trump. Oh, God, yeah. If you, if you fought a war for Trump. Well, it's different because that's when the military started being anti-Trump. So being Whoa. anti-Trump. Yeah, I know. It's a whole thing. That would have been crazy. Uh, I know. That would have been fucked that up. That guy was really the president of America. I know. That really wow. blows my mind. Like I think about that sometimes. Like We all knew it was going to happen. Because but when it, it was did, predicted. it was very crazy. Like It was surreal. And now it's over. And then yeah. you're really going, what the fuck was that all about? Yeah, that's true. But going back to Liz Savage, which I totally like, de- I derailed that whole segment that I, I did talk too. about. I helped. It's okay. It was fine. It went to a really good place. So she did this thing called the World Series of Comedy. Do you know what that is? That competition? No, is that local? No, it's in that... Vegas. You, oh, all you, right. you have to apply to it to do it. And then you meet a bunch of people and you perform and it's a contest and you win prizes and stuff. But I was going to ask if you had any opinions on that, but obviously you don't because uh, you didn't know about it. So. No, I, I. Competitions are weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how I, I feel think, about it. I think more people use it as a networking like tool. Like she was telling me that she was able to meet some like booking agents and. Uh, club owners and things like that and they were offering her shows and i was like wow you've only been doing comedy for what a year maybe and you're already getting offered shows in like oh in ohio right like at crappy clubs you know near ohio state that shitty college (laughs) with their awful coaching staff the ohio state thank you very much the ohio state (laughs) whatever anyway so um now it's time for a segment (laughs) that i think you're really gonna like it's called what you've been watching. Oh, boy. Yo, what you've been watching. What have I been watching? Yeah, I don't uh, know well, if you I, watch a lot of stuff or not. I mean, I watch some stuff. Uh, I, I'm i really weird. Like, I kind of get... I, I don't watch the stuff... Not to sound like a hipster, but I don't really watch what's on all the time. I just kind of do my own stuff. Oh, you don't watch, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I, or? No, I'm an HBO snob. I watch whatever's... On there, lately. well, HBO so, Max rules. HBO, I, have that. I liked Hacks. I don't know if you saw that. That was the no. HBO Max show about a uh, like a a big stand, a fictional stand-up star who's living in Vegas and then hires a young writer to kind of stay relevant. Wait, yeah. what is this called? It's called Hacks, which is a I've great never name. heard of yeah, that. It's on it sounds HBO awesome. Max. I liked it. There's a there's a season out. Uh, is it? Oh yes, with the female. It's like a woman comic. Yeah, and she's she has a Vegas residency that's kind of getting ready to come to an end, and you know her career's kind of stalled out. And at the same time, there's a young writer who just got fired from a TV show for a tweet or something. Ah. So they so their agent puts the two of them together, and it's kind of like an odd couple thing. So I, I do know that. what you're talking about. Yes. I saw the Sopranos prequel. That uh, was good. That I was that. good. It was. As long as you accept that it's going to be like any other Sopranos canon, which is, yeah. it's going to have its inconsistencies, but those are kind of baked into the show. Yeah, definitely. Like, the timeline is a little off. It's like, 
Yeah, it's very weird how it kind of it's jumps like, around. I'm supposed to believe this is a 12 year old that's in high school and has a Letterman jacket and is like running the mafia already. But yeah, it was. But you I, know, did I like just it. I watched it and I was just like, I'm just going to appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Ray Liotta looked crazy with his Botox and right, yeah, his face surgeries he's had. He looked insane. Yeah, he always kind of did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But right, no. it was okay. It was. It, it was, was okay. I I mean, it was definitely hyped up, I think, a little too much. I thought it actually matched the hype pretty well. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was as good as I expected. I, I enjoyed it. I went to see it in the theaters. Oh, I had a did. good time watching it. Uh, wow. I, it made me feel a certain way. And then I was like, okay, that was that was good. It wasn't it wasn't the same level of disappointment that I recall in ninety nine when I saw the Phantom Menace the first time. But I also didn't really know what to expect. That was the first... That was really our introduction to disappointing prequels in a lot of ways. Yes, that broke my heart. I remember seeing that in the theater and just everyone was so hyped. We're like cheering and the music hits for Star Wars and what a letdown. That was with Jar Jar Binks, right? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yep. Oh, that was garbage. The universe's greatest character. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely up there. He's... He's something but else. it also wouldn't know. be Star Wars if it wasn't kind of bullshit too. That's what I realized about the Sopranos. Like it's not yeah. the wire. It isn't it isn't the perfect series with the completely tight writing and no plot yeah. holes, you know. It's they you know what it is. Right. You know, it's it's, it's like junk food for exactly. your brain. It's like gabagool for your brain. Hey. hey. <laughs> Forget about it. Um well that's cool. Yeah, those are some very interesting shows uh that you've been watching that you've been watching, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh I, in case you've been wondering, I've been watching um, Aquafina's series. You know Aquafina? She is a... It's on HBO Max. She is a a homosexual, or should I say gay? I don't know what... The, queer. I don't she's think a, homosexual is acceptable anymore. I don't think it is either. It I sounds like, so formal and angry. Yeah. It's, it's not meant to be. I just always imagine... Whenever someone says that word, I always imagine like Jerry Falwell or some like televangelist <laughs> being like, homosexuality. It's a sin. Yeah. You're gonna burn. I think it's got that connotation now. So I think you just say, say gay or LGBT. Well, she's an LGBT... Uh, Asian female comic. She was actually in the new Marvel movie with the Chinese dude. I don't know what it's called, like Shang Li something something. But she's in that movie. I'm Marvel illiterate, sad to say. But uh, well, I mean, it, it was a real big hit uh, amongst like the theaters. It's like drawn like it's made a lot of money. But anyway, she's this comedian, and it's just uh, a ske- not a sketch comedy. It's just like a series about her and her family in Queens, New York, and uh, it's really funny. Actually, I was surprised What's at how the good special it is. Co- or the show called. I think it's just called Aquafina. Oh, it's called Nora from Queens, maybe. And this is a comedy show on H- HBO, on HBO Max? Max. It was originally on Comedy Central, I think. Let's check that out. Uh, it's, yeah, there's only one season, but it's pretty funny. I'm like, always looking for a new comedy show. It's good. They just did an episode with her queefing. So to me, that's oh, like, okay. I'm like, oh, jackpot. So Love relatable it. for yeah. guys like us. We queef all the queef time. Queef humor is is the best. And the queef turned into like a... Some like a SoundCloud rapper turned it into like use it, it as a sample. Yeah, it made it into a song. It was really good. That's awesome. It's such a funny ass episode. I was crying. My wife not so much. She was like, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen." But I I was blown away by the queef. No, how funny it was. It was very very funny. I really liked it. Um, do you have any favorite uh, gay Asian female comics? Gay Asian female comics. Yeah. Other um, than Aquafina, do you, are there any that you like? Like I don't know. There's a lot out there. 
Are there? Should I know? I, I'm bad. I'm a bad fan of every. Usually, my fandom for anything is five to ten years back. I have this huge backlog of music, movies, and TV shows okay. that I'm no. still catching up on. So, I, and give me five years, and I will happily answer that question. Okay, we'll I'll, come I'll, back I'll, to that. All right, well, put like, a pin in it. I'm trying to think, there are a few. It is what Margaret Cho. Oh yeah, uh, she was. Yeah, I remember. I've been good. Remember her show, American Girl. Kind of. I feel like you were probably alive when that was on. It was like early nineties. It was about her being like a Valley Girl. Kind of. But she was Korean. What network was it on? I think ABC. Yeah, missed it. CBS, one of those. Again, it's twenty years back. I'll be getting to it shortly. I'm sure. Yeah. God, that was on such a long time ago. I loved her back then. I had such a crush on her. I, like, I don't anymore. She had a good comedy, a couple specials on Comedy Central. I, I remember uh, I learned the word Zoftig. <laughs> what is that? It's like, it just means like kind of thick, basically. Oh, yeah. She said that she was described in a uh, in a review like of one of her shows or a special as Zoftig. She goes, oh, the funny, talented, obese Margaret Cho. And I was like, hey, SAT word. That is Zoftig. really funny. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she's not. She's not that big. She, she made a, a lot of bigger. jokes about weight back in back in the day. I remember, like, I guess for she, an Asian woman, she was big. Well, I think she had a lot of bits about that, like about growing up and like, you being know, like having body fat, image issues yeah, and stuff. So being the I fat think, Asian girl, right? Yeah, which is hot. I think that's actually kind of a fetish of mine. <laughs> if we're being honest, I think it's sexy. But I um, feel, yeah, I don't, I don't know what a, I'm not allowed to say what sexy is. I don't do it. I'm good. Just, I'm asexual. God good. damn it. I'm not, but you know. Why well, I, I respect that about you. For professional purposes, I am. I'm just straight and narrow comedy 24-7. All I think about is writing jokes. Good for you. That's not going to mess up your mind anymore. No, no, no. I just stay in a hyperbaric chamber like uh, Joe Rogan until the inspiration <laughs> hits me. Joe Rogan. I, I, I like his podcast. I don't like his stand-up so much. I like, you know, it's, this is a hot take, but I, I got a little annoyed by some of his uh, podcast episodes. What? Like where he interviewed Oliver Stone and then kind of redirects the conversation to the forensics of the JFK assassination. I Part of me kind of wanted to yell at the, at the phone or the screen that I was watching on, like, the guy made JFK. He knows. He knows more than Yeah, he's done this. a lot of research. Like, he's, Believe he, me. he came up with the whole back into the left trope. Yeah, I mean. Back into the left. I don't know that. Was that a, was that like a line from JFK? JFK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's good. They do a parody of it on Seinfeld because the guy who plays Newman <laughs> is also in JFK. Really? Yeah. He's like on the legal team. I I. This uh, is why I don't know any new movies because I've been watching the same '90s movies for 30 years. That's okay. Yeah, I've just gotten Oliver really Stone. into Oliver Stone movies. Nothing wrong with that. I am the director. least cool person that you've ever had on this podcast. I guarantee it. No, I, I definitely no, disagree, no, it, believe me. I disagree with that big time. Just as far as knowing what's going on and like how to be relevant, I don't know any of that stuff. I, Who cares, but I've always man? been that just be way. You, yeah. yo. Yeah, that's that's good advice until people give you shit for it. Yeah. But no, you shouldn't let people, people give you shit for it. Like me with like with comedy when I perform, like people are like you know, you should write funnier jokes. And I'm like, no, that's not me. Yeah, I write bad did, material. That's just I who write I am. Mate- I only want to connect with 10% of the crowd every time. Exactly. Without I don't exception. need to write funny jokes. Like, other people can do that. Let me, I'll go up first. I'll set the bar really low. 
And then everyone else can kill. It's perfect. I know. That's being a gentleman. That's I'm doing, a, yeah, I'm doing, doing a public service due, to your... Due diligence or whatever they diligent, say. Diligence? My, ju, my Jew diligence. Jew diligence? We are Jews, so there yes. you go. Yes, we are. And now it's time for another <laughs> another segment. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Uh, the Justin Jones Time Machine. Ooh. Time Machine. I, I stole that from 98 Rock from... Uh, Spiegel Time Machine, which is part you, you probably don't listen to 98 Rock. Uh, it's their morning show. They have a news guy, Josh Spiegel. Right. And he has yeah. a Spiegel Time Machine. So I'm stealing that and making it my own. The Justin Jones Time Machine. You're paying homage to it. I'm reframing for yeah, you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did you know that in 1635, on this date, Rhode Island founder banished from Massachusetts uh, the religious descent Roger Williams is banished from the Massachusetts Bay Colony by the General Court of Massachusetts. Williams had spoken out against the right of civil authorities to punish religious dissension and to confiscate Native American land. Mm, That's interesting, Mm. isn't it? Also on this date, in 1963, a landslide killed thousands in Italy. A landslide in Italy leads to the deaths of more than 2,000 people when it causes a sudden and massive wave of water to overwhelm a dam. Wow, crazy, crazy stuff that happened this, on this date in, in, in the yeah, past. The 17th century, fuck that. Yeah, man, that was wild. And then in 1963 in Italy, you don't want to be there on this date. No. Because thousands will die. I've never been to Italy. I don't plan on going there. I would go, but no. no. I, I don't want to leave... Baltimore County. I'm happy where Why I love I Maryland. Leave? Yeah, oh, we got we got we got Magoobie's Joke House. We have open mics. Uh, we got really good sushi for whatever reason. Good sushi. Uh, steak. We have a steakhouse somewhere. I think. Oh yeah, we got some barbecue. Barbecue pits. Got a racetrack. You know, if you want to bet on some horses. That's true. Yeah, strip clubs. Uh, other stuff. A, a light rail to go on in case you can't drive. You can hop exactly. on a light rail. You That's got nice. trees you can look at. Yeah, I mean, what else do you need? You're yeah, absolutely where else right. Where are you going to go? There's no earthquakes that often. Yeah, I guess you're right. It really isn't. Did you know on this date in 1994, I was in Miss Gottlieb's class for English, and I had a big boner because she had a fattest ass. <laughs> yeah. Got one of those. Shout those, out to Miss Gottlieb. Those no reason boners. Yeah. just cause, Well, I mean, like, you know, I was a teenager and um, just sort of like, just going through the motions of of being a young man growing up and just got a big boner in her class and it didn't go away for like 10 or 15 minutes it was so embarrassing but I know. So, so nowadays cool. if i get one that stays up that long i'm excited i'm like yes my blood still works yeah like this rules i know you you kind of hope for it you know, I it's do. a special occasion. Just yeah. not even a sexual thing, just like a hey, my circulation's still good. Oh, I still got it. Yes. Just to know you can, really. Yeah, so you know like physically things are okay still. Right, yeah. Yeah. I like those little reminders. Yeah, it's nice actually. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I still have like uh, morning wood. Yeah, I know. And it's... I'm happy about that. But I'm then... trying to stay healthy, you know, I want to live a long time. Yeah, you seem just pretty... out of spite. You actually seem pretty healthy. I don't feel it, man. Uh, I but definitely don't feel it. Nobody does. Me. I feel awful. We've all been drinking and stuff. It's terrible. Yeah, I eat a lot of fast food. It's not good. And I used to smoke cigarettes. I quit, fortunately, good. but uh, good, I, I kind of want to. Every day, you know, I just 
I just want to smoke. I don't even know why. It's just because it's so fucking fun. Like the Nick Fit kind of. Like- it's not even. I don't. I don't think it was the drug. It was the. It was the lighting. It the Hell ritual yeah. packing it down. Yeah. yeah, dude, smells good, tastes good, love mm. it. But no, I. Uh, I like I said, I want to live, but mostly out of spite because I see people being healthy and happy, and I can't yeah. let them live a long, good life without me trolling them. Yeah, and it'd be good too if you become more and more successful in comedy then you live to like 90 or 100 apparently the more successful you are at comedy the lower your life expectancy there's an actual NA really? study on this so we're all gonna be okay we're oh, gonna good. leave long Whew. full lives thank god for that yeah the funnier you are the more likely it is you're gonna die early which kind of kind of checks out yeah you think about it like Ralphie May, right? Died pretty young. Uh, Bill Mitch Hicks. Hickberg. I mean, Bill I'm Hicks, pretty sure I'm yeah. older now than Bill Hicks was. I I How was older when I started than Bill Hicks was when he died because he was like 32. Gah. Yeah, I always right? think of him as like an old guy because he has really, the old man attitude. But he was very young. Yeah. Holy shit! Wow, that's pretty amazing. And there's a lot of other comedians who have died, but we don't need to go down the no, list of that. No, that's depressing. It's depressing. Richard Pryor, he's dead. Uh, George Carlin, they all died. Right. George Carlin made it to like 75. It's a good age. That's good, actually. If yeah. I make it to 75, I'll be pretty happy. I'll be pretty thrilled. Of course, That'd I won't be because nice. I'll probably feel like shit. Yeah, it might be. Well, you don't know what the future holds. I mean, that's, that's true. That's With that's mRNA, like, maybe they'll just. It's like 40 years away for you, 50 years away. You have plenty of time for the world to catch up and do like cool virtual reality stuff. And I like, know. We're all going to be living in some cool vanilla sky simulation. Oh, that'd stuff. be awesome. You ever see that movie? I love that movie. Yeah, I got to yeah. see that one again. I saw Eyes Wide Shut again. Tom Cruise was in some like Weird. real head fuck movies back then, like Magnolia. Yeah. Do you, do you think it had to do with like the church of uh, Scientology? I think it was just, I think he had a good agent who knew how to put him in stuff that yeah. was going to showcase his range. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I'm sure being in now the Scientology he's more now he's more helps. of like an action star. I guess that's all he's been doing recently. Well, he was an action star in the '80s, and then he was in serious dramatic movies in like the late '90s and early aughts yeah. to like establish himself as like a serious actor. Yes, and then he went in back into action movies. It's yeah. kind of how you do it, almost. Yeah, a lot I guess. of actors do that. Ben Affleck. I mean, his first thing was like Goodwill Hunting, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. And now he's Batman. Yeah, I don't like that. He's I don't think he's ter- I think he's terrible as Batman. I don't know. Batman's a controversial figure. Yeah, it's, now they have the guy from um Twilight. He's going to be Batman, the that vampire. Make, yeah, I mean, he's got that intense sort of presence, right? Like, did you see the lighthouse? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, I know, right? The him lighthouse. And, him and Defoe just Holy shit. That always that reminded me of that Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns and Homer get trapped in the cabin yeah. snowed in. And they start hallucinating. Start, yeah, about the snowman attacking them. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's, I always like that one. That's some good shit. That was a great movie. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, The Lighthouse. Um, but man, that was really good. Right, yeah. The, Just on so many levels. like The writing, like yeah. the, the 1890s like sailor slang. Yeah, and just... The way it's shot, it's really eerie. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Midsommar? I don't think I did. That was good too. I think it might be through the same studio. I'm thinking that of that. But that was, yeah, about the uh, like these anthropology students go to Sweden mm. to this commune to like study their seven this festival that happens once every seventy years. This ritual and stuff. I don't want to 
give yeah, too much yeah. away. But it's very, it's really trippy. It takes place in Sweden, so there's a lot of sunlight. Like it's in the called summer, Midsummer. 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 S with an O. Okay. Midsummer. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be thoroughly and enjoyably creeped out. I'm sure. By I wonder it. if it's on HBO Max. Might be. Uh, I think I saw it on Amazon Prime. Okay. I, I know the streaming services, they each kind of lay claim to different yeah. movies and shows. Midsummer. I don't know if HBO. Yeah, but that was a good one. It came out a couple of years ago. Well, I'm going to definitely check that out. It sounds very interesting. Well, it's been such a good time having you on the show, Jeff. Thanks for coming out on such short notice. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank you. And um, maybe next time Kiki Lee will be here too with us and she can you know, do stuff. I don't know. And I wish her the best with her diarrhea, diarrhea, problems. Yeah. You know, I'm, I love saying that cause I know she's not going to listen to this episode, even though like it's her show too, but I know she's not going to listen or anything. So I'm just going to say whatever I want about her. Yeah. And uh, wait and see if she like mentions anything about it. Like, why did you I tell don't people actually have diarrhea? Well, yeah, why did you tell people I had diarrhea? Well, why not? Why not? Exactly. Because I wanted to. Okay, that's why. I think Deal in, with in it. this day and age, we need to be out about our diarrhea. We all have diarrhea. I don't. I, I don't uh, actually right now. I uh, make sure to keep my diet pretty regular. You know, I want to stay a, a perfect fiber. four on the Bristol stool chart. I'm very... Uh, I don't you want actually, the long snake sausage like ones. I take shits every day. I'm very like... You know? Every couple of days. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's all the junk food I eat, I think. It like clogs everything up. Uh, real quick before we do actually... Go. Is there anything you'd like to plug social media wise or anything? Uh, I wish I was cool enough to have a, a, a good social cool. media presence. I, I'll probably be uh, posting some angry rants to Facebook tonight when I'm drunk. So uh, Jeff King on Facebook. Yeah, you come, come catch me on social media telling you my opinions that you probably don't agree with. On uh, what? Twitter? Instagram? Facebook, man. Facebook. I am an old school boomer. So Jeff King on Facebook. Uh, check him out and... Take his hot look at it. Read his hot takes. Oh yeah, the hottest radioactive. Right. That was great. Well, thank you again for coming out. And as we normally say here to end this show, uh, go fuck an iceberg. That's kind of our thing. Okay, goodbye.